Catching you up on local news as we begin this hour, beginning in Pittsburgh, where town officials are again testing the water supply after another discharge of the chemical 1,4-dioxane into the Haw River in Burlington. Pittsburgh officials say they stopped pulling water from the river as soon as they got the word. Testing of the water is ongoing now, with results expected later today. Town officials say they got an early warning this time, which is good news, but they're asking residents to cut back temporarily on non-essential water uses like washing cars and watering lawns. The town will be offering free drinking water for residents at the Chatham Marketplace on Hillsborough Street, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. In Durham, ABC 11 reports the school board last night voted to allow staffers to keep the extra money they were mistakenly paid over the last few months of 2023. That addresses a portion of the dispute that led to a massive walkout last week, but staffers in the Durham schools are also upset over a larger issue, a change to the district's pay schedule that they say amounts to a salary cut for many. Back in Chapel Hill, State Attorney General and Democratic gubernatorial candidate Josh Stein was in town visiting UNC's campus to get students excited about the upcoming election. 97.9 The Hills' Brighton McConnell was there. Join me in welcoming the next governor of North Carolina, Josh Stein. Thursday's rally, held in the pit on UNC's campus on a rainy afternoon, was organized in partnership with several student political advocacy groups. The Students for Stein Coalition aims to be a vehicle for different college organizations across North Carolina to have consistent messaging supporting the attorney general's run for governor and to help students be prepared to vote. Stein, the Democratic frontrunner, spent time talking about his childhood growing up in Chapel Hill before turning his attention to criticizing the Republican frontrunner candidate, Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson. Robinson vilifies LGBTQ folks as filth. He says that the Holocaust is hogwash. He disrespects women, saying they are not called to lead. Stein highlighted his work in the AG's office, citing the litigation that won North Carolina millions of dollars in settlements from opioid manufacturers and efforts to tackle a backlog of rape kits. He also pointed to efforts that specifically helped students and young adults, like suing a predatory student loan company and pushing for changes to transfer rules for college athletes. Some of the loudest cheers from the gathered students came when Stein talked about North Carolina's recent Medicaid expansion, protecting abortion access, and enacting more gun safety measures. Sloan Duvall, a junior and the president of the UNC Young Democrats, said the issue of gun reform is top of mind for many at Carolina in the wake of August's deadly shooting of a professor. She said Stein's stances on the issue are in stark contrast to Robinson's, who Duvall said insulted students like those who were locked down on campus this fall. He calls student gun violence victims pawns and paid actors. We had David Hogg on campus this fall. He has said really just unthinkable things about David Hogg, and that's something that really resonates with UNC students because it's just so fresh for us. Um, Josh Stein is not going to, you know, bow down to the Republicans in Raleigh. He's going to use that veto pen, and he's going to keep students safe. Duval is one of several UNC students who are working on Stein's election campaign. Beyond leading the campus chapter of Young Democrats, she's the chair of Students for Stein and is planning other events on college campuses throughout the year. The coalition will work to help students prepare to vote at their school addresses and be aware of Stein's policies. 
Here's Duval. I think a lot of times we see students that are really passionate about issues, passionate about amazing candidates like Josh, but they don't take the necessary steps to make sure they're registered, to look up their polling location, to bring the necessary materials with them. So for us on campus, it's all about educating students, making sure they're confident and empowered to get to the polls. Second year UNC law student Patrick Brady was in the crowd on Thursday, saying he'd heard about the event beforehand and came to hear Stein speak. Brady pointed to Republican lawmakers' recent redistricting efforts to protect their supermajority in the state as one reason he's supporting the Democratic gubernatorial candidate. We're not going to have a government that works for us until they let us have a real hand in picking our government, right? Um, and so the work that he's doing to help protect our right to do that, and not just in this election, but in previous ones and in future ones, is only something that's going to become more important, and it's certainly not something that Mark Robinson cares about. UNC is the latest stop at a North Carolina university for Stein's campaign, who said more will come as 2024 and the election cycle continues. Students have a critical voice in determining what kind of future we have in North Carolina and who wins. Do we have a governor who will fight for them or a governor who will fight the social wars that only serve to divide us? North Carolina's primary election day in 2024 is March 5th, with voter registration before early voting ending on February 9th. For 97.9 The Hill, I'm Brighton McConnell. On Tuesday, Orange County Commissioners met jointly with the Chapel Hill, Carborough, and Hillsborough Town Boards for an Assembly of Governments meeting that featured a discussion of the county's One Orange Racial Equity Plan and plans for a countywide behavioral health crisis diversion facility. You can get a full recap of that meeting on chapelboro.com. The Chapel Hill Town Council also met separately on Wednesday, though the biggest news out of that meeting was about something the council did not do. The council heard passionate comments from residents on the ongoing conflict in Gaza but ultimately elected not to pass a resolution calling for a ceasefire. Here's Mayor Jess Anderson on that. I do see our role as taking care of the health, welfare, happiness of our entire community. And what we've seen in other places is that um, these these resolutions, I think, tend to cause some people more pain. Um, it doesn't bring people to get together the way I think our job as a community is. And we there are a lot of complex issues that are outside of our purview. And so our practice has been to not issue resolutions on international matters that we really don't have purview or the expertise to fully understand or make make joint statements on. It's also we try to make resolutions on things that the board is united on and that the community is united on. So we didn't feel like this rose to that level, but I do feel we have um, a responsibility to be bringing people together where we can to have hard conversations and also to be helping folks feel like they are supported. We have people um, who work for the town of Chapel Hill and on our greater community who have family members who are being impacted. We, they have family members in Israel and Gaza. Um, and making sure that those folks have the support that they need and that we're directing people to places that they can donate and help as possible, I think is all part of our role. Um, but it, it's hard because I know that people have very, very strong, passionate feelings. And I'm sure that a lot of people were disappointed last night that we didn't issue a resolution. And I understand that. And I and, and I, I hear it. That's Chapel Hill Mayor Jess Anderson speaking there. You can get the full conversation in the News on the Hill section of our website, chapelboro.com. 
It's time now for sports brought to this hour by Coldwell Banker Howard Perry and Walston. Another win last night for Carolina women's basketball as the 20th ranked Tar Heels jumped out to a 19 point lead and hung on to beat Miami 66 to 61. Hurricanes rallied in the fourth quarter and cut the lead to one, but Deja Kelly hit four late free throws to secure the win. Kelly led the way with 18 points. Alyssa Usby had another double double, 12 points and 10 boards as Carolina moved to seven and one in the ACC, still tied for first with Syracuse. After the game, head coach Courtney Banghart. When things are hard, our guys just kept on keeping on. And, uh, you know, it's hard to win in this league. I've been really uh, committed to that. Um, and you just proved it. You know, Miami's a really, really good team, probably a tournament team. Um, and they gave us a good fight tonight. Thrilled to get the win. Heels are back in action Sunday on the road at Virginia starting at noon. Tar Heel men's basketball, third ranked in the nation, also has a game this weekend at Florida State tomorrow at 2. We'll have both games this weekend right here on 97.9 The Hill. Big weekend all around for UNC sports. Carolina men's and women's tennis teams are hosting the ITA kickoff weekend with a spot in the ITA indoor championships on the line. Top ranked women's tennis hosts Oregon at 2 o'clock today, then either Charlotte or Kentucky on Saturday, then the 16th ranked men face Illinois on Saturday and either Wake Forest or Florida on Sunday. UNC track and field is up north with three dozen other teams for the Penn State National Invitational starting today. UNC swimming and diving is at Duke today starting at 4. Tar Heel gymnastics team hosting Clemson at 7.30 tonight and the UNC wrestling team has a pair of meets this weekend. They're at Virginia Tech tonight at 7, then back home on Sunday afternoon hosting Navy. Meanwhile, in baseball, the Tar Heels are just a few weeks away from the start of their 2024 campaign. They're ranked 15th in the D1 baseball preseason poll. A lot of new faces for UNC with multiple transfers and freshmen joining the roster. Here's head coach Scott Forbes on the team's developing chemistry. I feel like the maturity of the, the incoming guys you know, helped. Uh, they've been in college. They know how to manage themselves. So really, for me, the chemistry was more with the freshman class, you know, getting them used to our culture and our standards. Uh, the other guys pretty much know what it's like to be in college. But that word, you know, we actually talked about chemistry yesterday. And I was just telling the guys that word, you have to understand what that word really, really means to have good chemistry um, because everybody's not always going to be best friends, especially in any locker room. So true chemistry is throughout the course of a season, everybody keeps the same common goal, and that is the team comes first and us winning comes first. And that can be a challenge. Obviously, the more talent you have, uh, the harder it is to get on the field. But so far, it's been great. We have great leadership. First time uh, we have named captains, or I have named captains as a head coach, um, Jackson Vandenbrake and Jake Knapp. Uh, we'll have the C on their chest, so and they deserve it. Uh, the players voted as well, but ultimately we made the decision as coaches. Um, but so We feel great about our leadership, uh, but you don't truly find out how good your team chemistry is until you get rolling into that season and probably until you have a little bit of adversity. And Scott Forbes speaking there. First game for Carolina basketball. Baseball, rather, is February 16th at home against Wagner. Finally, in hockey, the Carolina Hurricanes won their second game in as many days last night, beating the Devils 3-2. to Canes are back in action tomorrow night, hosting the Coyotes at 7.